What is up, you guys? Before we get started, we have a Patreon now. And if you'd like to support us, sign up. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Talking Sons. This is going to be fun. I, I hope. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Sons, the draggiest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realms to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, episode 21, Boulevard of Oaken Dreams. Theme music goes here. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that this past week, I discovered that my Roomba doesn't have enough torque to move around with a Bumbo and a baby on top of it. I am very disappointed. Who the fuck okay. is Bumbo? Yeah, what the hell is a Bumbo? It's a seat for the baby. Yeah, it's it's like oh, a... Oh, okay. Yeah, for like a kid who is almost falling over all the time, um, it props him up. And Got it. Okay. Yeah. And you just put your beautiful beautiful sun yeah just on it yeah it's gonna be probably another couple months before he's mobile so i was mm. kind of hoping to give him a taste of freedom in the open road but uh just tape him into an rc car and you're fine fucking Stuart little style yes <laughs> um my name is kelly and my dad fact is i finally got to uh meet nikki in real people life yeah. this past week yeah Yay. so that was socially exciting. distanced real people life. Yeah, yeah about like 10 feet away and obviously masked up and everything but yeah she got to meet me and my dogs yeah i got to meet your dogs and you were an added bonus yeah. <laughs> wasn't she like chucking shirts at you too yeah she like threw a bag of shirts at me it was very I threw romantic it at my car and it bounced off and hit zoe and it's fine yes perfect this is true all right. Hi, everyone. It's me, <laughs> Nikki. And my dad fact for this week is that I am recording live from Bar Harbor, Maine. Just great outdoors, getting a whiff of this fresh air. I don't know if I'll be able to charge my laptop, so we're, gonna, we're playing a risky game. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, so if you hear any nature noises or children screaming, you know, that's just me it's just soaking it all in, you know? Okay. Hey, uh, I'm Luke. Uh, my dad fact for this week is more of an update of last week's dad fact in that my apartment building is completely empty except for myself. And now, uh, like two groups of college kids have moved in in the last week. So my glorious silence is basically non-existent now. No. So I got to live with that. And also the worry that college kids are curing, you know, COVID and shit. So. Yeah, hey. a fun, a fun, lighthearted time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Next, and we do have a surprise guest this week. <laughs> oh, is this me? Am I the surprise guest? There's there another. There's like I feel like there's more people in this recording booth Discord than than said hi. But maybe I just you are our surprise guest. You know what's weird? Whenever there's a podcast and then they have a guest on and the guest doesn't say anything until he's introduced. Like I was, this is the first time I've been on the other side of that. Like when we had Ashley on, it was really <laughs> weird that like we all did our dad facts and she just kind of hid in the background. But um, hi, I'm Will Campos. Uh, I play Henry Oak on the podcast Dungeons and Dragons. And no, nope. um, what podcast? I'm sorry. Uh, Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> uh, it's early in the morning, y'all. Uh, I'm having my coffee. I'm waking up. Uh, and my will fact this week is uh, my favorite type of pizza is no, pizza no. mind. Just that All right, easy so pizza that's mind. That's gonna be a wrap on Talking Sons. It's been a blast. Uh, I'll see y'all uh, next next week. Thank you. They, for everyone listening at home, they all told me before the podcast started, they were like, hey, we're all going to do dad facts. Feel free to do a will fact. We don't want a Henry fact, though, because we don't want we get enough crimes. We get enough cringe on the main podcast. They asked so I was for it. Like, yeah. Immediately, I knew what I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's fair. We we walked into that one. Yeah, we lowballed it to you. That's for sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a lob right across home plate. So you know, I was glad I could deliver. <sighs> Blaseball. <Yep. laughs> we all just finished listening to episode thirty nine, Forgotten Realms. 
In this episode, the dads walked across a field and decided to play some first edition Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. The game, Excellent. not the podcast. Oh boy. Uh, so it's been a hot minute since I've listened to this episode because I don't re-listen mm-hmm. to episodes. I refuse. Um, <laughs> uh, they all thought about things as yeah. far as I remember. Nice. Nicely surmised. Great. Yeah, we um, it was we get into this on Talking Sons this week, but it was a classic. No, that's, that's <laughs> Talking Sons. <laughs> there's too. You know what? Great. No, there's too many. There's too many. There's our podcast. There's your podcast. There's ten thousand Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Excuse me for not being able to keep track of all of them. On Talking Dads this week, we got into it being a five footer. It was a you know, it's like the I think it was the sort of like you know the end result of splitting the party in the last one is that you have to kind yeah. of bring everybody back together. So you know, it was a, yeah. but it was a fun episode i thought it was it was good you all have to say yes it was fun because i'm your guest and you'll offend me if you say you didn't yes father will it was a fun episode we got some real gems though i think that like Mm -hmm. the emotional support rock was very important uh uh, is will's rock yeah is henry i was a big fan of the lord of chaos returning that was something i did not expect to have happen but that was a pleasant surprise i thought that was really fun how that came together it feels like anthony was almost gleeful because the last time the lord of chaos was there he got stymied to pretend to be one person and and so like yes he did get stymied that's true yeah, he didn't get much on-camera time, so it feels like that Anthony got to, like, blow the dust off of its notes, and it's like, this is what you would have seen, like, back during episode <laughs> seven. <laughs> he finally got to finish the tune, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love the twins so much. Glad to have him back. Very fun. Henry and Canary, always a good dynamic there. Gotta love it. <laughs> Classic. So glad to see those two again. You know, yeah. it's been too long yeah. since Canary's been on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, uh, and then, oh, uh, you know, I think maybe one of my other favorite things this episode was hearing Anthony's paid in impression of Walter like that. I'm such a sucker for that. Like anytime (laughs) uh, someone goes like too deep on a voice impression, like it's always very impressive to me. And it was like, it was actually like good. It was like, it was good to what you would like like, expect. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that Mel Blanc thing where like people talk about Mel Blanc was able to do bugs impersonating Daffy and it was different than Daffy impersonating bugs. And it's like, you know, Anthony Mm -hmm. has heard that story and he was practicing that voice just walking around this house. (laughs) He was ready to bust it out. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man of a thousand voices, Anthony Burke. We got we got a new character voice this time. New character voice, new woman, which I'm always a fan of. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm. good times. Little upset was Gatorade Oak in this one. Gatorade, we love which it. Which is nothing. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the pull was there, but Anthony named a background character, and it was named Gatorade Oak, and I can't stop I thinking you were about just it. Saying Gatorade, it's Gatorade Oak. We were so we again. I'm just spoiling Talking Dads now. We get into because obviously, like the, the sort of rhyme, the name scheme is like Re Oak is like of the right. oak, so like that's where like Henry Oak, Bear Re Oak. So we were like, oh, it's fun. They should have an animal name. Some of them aren't going to make sense, but then we were all talking about how there should be a character named Jeffrey Oak. And then you're you're like, what the fuck? And then like you like later we reference like this mythological beast, the Jeff. Like and like there's just like a like some sort of like a minotaur with a moose head or something like that is a Jeff. And then like that would be like it's like, ah yes, I tamed the mighty Jeff, and then now that is why my son is known as Jeffrey Oak. Incredible. Yes, please. Oh my god, the lore. Oh my god, the lore of this podcast. Our, our detailed, consistent, non-canon continuity breaking lore. It's very important to have that, though. Yeah, yes. I someone someone in the Discord um, posted a link to like all of the dad facts. Like someone went through and compiled all of them, and Freddie was like, "This is very useful. We should definitely be looking at this." And I was like, "I don't think I'm emotionally ready to look at how many times I fucking contradicted myself with my dad." Like Henry has two first tattoos, guys. Did you know that Henry also has a trilobite tattoo that I completely forgot about? That's how that works. Yeah. Right. Sure. Wow. Well, if, <laughs> yeah. it's, if it's in a if it's in a place you forget about as a tattoo haver, yeah. I just forget about half of my tattoos. They're on my arms. I don't know how I forget about them, but I just don't look at the back of my arm. 
it makes sense for the trilobite because it's just you know, it's a fossil so it's buried yeah so it's, somewhere it's on his body where it does not see the light of day is a trilobite <laughs> oh no it's um it's funny because it's like i to me like i i've always wanted to get a tattoo but i've never understood the appeal of tattoos on parts of your body that you can't see oh i completely agree i'm like i want to look at it like i want to look yeah. at my cool tattoo like or at the very least like I, it should be somewhere like that you can easily look at it in the mirror yeah. right like the like it's supposed to like having a twisty right so the mercedes-benz <laughs> yes. uh, Jesus. The empowered woman tattoo. Empowered yes. woman tattoo oh, is. That's not a choice I would make. I respect the choice. I respect Henry's choice. But yeah, respect the drip. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He's very just, you know, power to him. And then we got homunculi. <laughs> People love them. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they're like player characters. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's you like, what get... are the dad's D&D personas? Which we kind of already saw in the episode yeah. where they walked into a tavern finally. But I'm excited. Yeah. I'll have to go re-listen to whatever word salad came out of Henry's mouth, and I could make that whatever his new character is, like Darthaniel Quinlan Yarvin or something. Some, something ridiculous. Some, yeah. some, some abomination of apostrophes and Ys instead of normal vowels and, you know, too many consonants together, just like a real a real clusterfuck. It's amazing That's, that oh, Larkin yeah. Sparrow ended up Larkin Sparrow and not some, like, weird white kid name of, like, Braxton or, like... <laughs> In what world is Larkin Sparrow less weird than like Braxton? If I saw a kid named Chesley, I would just push him. (laughs) Push him into a locker and get it over with. Hey, man. Are you going to defend a Chesley you know? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a name. You know, like, you know, I don't think we should be bullying people based on their names. I'll push back on that. I don't care how goofy their name is. Don't shove people in the lockers. That's what I say. Okay, well, I guess if I meet a Chesley, I'll have to. Sounds like I'm not the only one guilty of crimes. You're guilty of the thought crime of bullying. That's what I say. God, Dad, stop. Me? Cyber bully people? I think you have the wrong person. <laughs> oh, wow. Nope. I'm nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's something nice people often have to clarify you're right you, should, you really heard the pain in my voice as i said it too yep yep so do you like we have to ask so first edition of dungeons and dragons there's like five of them <laughs> do you have any idea what i barely know what edition we're playing oh. so i do not know which i do not know i think if i i think anthony is going back to like the very very first ancient texts that would be my guess like i don't think he's doing like advanced one or anything like that i think he found because he sent us a pdf and it says like dungeons and dragons a module a a system for the performing of fantasy action in a imagination Amazing. environment or something it oh reads like the patent filing for dungeons and dragons is what oh it kind of felt like so i think it is like the very very first like of super gagax version jeez that's gonna be fucking great and i'm sure we're all gonna be really good at it it's yeah. you know it, I'm sure it's a very simple streamlined system that's easy to get your head around that one there's a link has been sent no let me see um uh, yes, the thing says Dungeons and Dragons rules for fantastic medieval war games. Campaigns playable with paper and pencil and miniature figures. Book yes, one, I, Men in Magic. I, I think this might be it. Don't By the man, the myth himself, Gary Gygax and David Ernison, who is uh, Ernisso. I can't read. Ernison. As a fun trivia fact, Men in Magic was the original name for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Score. Crushed it. So that's going to be fun and fun to hear and rules. Well, I imagine yeah. that it's going to be fun for us to listen to. I'm not entirely certain it's going to be fun to actually play. Right. Because uh, like the fact that you only get one life, like people die left and right in that game. So it's going to be a short episode. But it's the homunculus. See, the thing is, is that it's the homunculus. So like, yeah. I don't really give a right. shit if Darthaniel Bar- Barnaby Gatsby or whatever his fucking name yeah. was dies. I don't give a shit. So we do have what I do think was good is that uh, Glenn choosing to stay behind means that we have Glenn and Lark and Sparrow as backup players in case yeah. one of us bites it. Like, hopefully Henry doesn't bite it because Henry's trying to figure out what his backstory yeah. is. Yeah. But um, we can tap in Glenn and Lark and Sparrow as like three extra lives, so to speak. And which means right now we're going in and Anthony's only back. Oh, so, okay. No, all right. No, this is interesting. Right now you got to figure... <laughs> 
Anthony's only balancing that encounter for four people right now, right? Like he's hard at work in his spreadsheets in the Anthony Dungeon Laboratory, <laughs> and he's figuring he's got to deal with four people. So we could just at the beginning try to pull in Glenn Larkin Sparrow and fuck with his plans. And, and, like, have <laughs> no, this is good. Squad. This is good. This is good. Yeah, I think he also either used to or gave up or still does listen to this podcast because I think it's yeah. like really masturbatory for him. Yeah. Um. So it's good to know. Um. Well, I probably think about did. it. I, no, I'm glad we can help you. Okay. I feel like I just, I probably blabbed and now he's going to prepare an elaborate counter strategy. So, Damn. yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> You're, he's not going to do that. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> like, psych? Maybe, maybe that helps. Just, just have words with your stepdad, Nikki. Just kidding. Can we talk about the team up of Glenn and Larkin Sparrow? Because I feel like the cutting back and forth between, you know, homunculus dads. And then that trio is going to be just breathtaking. I have a very specific image in mind where there's like blood and guts and trauma in, in there. And then you cut back and it's just Glenn doing those finger tutting noises and the, the, the Lord of Chaos just trying to follow along. And then it cuts back. That's the very specific image in my mind. And I hope it sees the light of day. See, I'm picturing like Three Stooges. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be very slapstick. Like Glenn's, or how Glenn's that gone. <laughs> <laughs> just missing. That was definitely the hardest part as a role player was being like, all right, Henry's going to put Glenn in charge of his kids. <laughs> that was definitely like, I was like, oh, oh, man, this is but that's that good conflict. You know, it's like, well, he's got to go in this. He's got to go in this hatch and figure out what's going on. But um, I don't know. I feel like the, this arc has actually like I know like the sort of cliche is never split the party. But like, I think yeah. it really allowed us to do some stuff we don't really see a lot of. Like, I think Henry and Ron was such a fun energy in both these episodes. Like, it was really fun to get to, like, bounce off of Beth in terms of like both of them, but like being this like like dumb and dumber duo. Because yeah. uh, Henry <laughs> definitely needs someone like Daryl to tell him what to do like a little mm -hmm. bit. So like the two of them spiraling has been really fun. I think Glenn and Daryl is really fun. And then the two of them with Larkin Sparrow has been hilarious as well. Like it's been fun to see other people have to come up with like a strategy for how they're going to deal with all that. But I don't think we would have gotten that hadn't we not made this choice to like split the party up. And like it is like oh, yeah. on, a, on a sort of playing level, a little counterintuitive to be like, all right, this is Henry's arc. This is Henry and his kids. Like it would be if it feels a little counterintuitive to leave Lark and Sparrow like with the other dads like in Henry's arc arc but i think we got good stuff out of it <laughs> yes for sure yeah so far it's been great to listen to i'm very excited to hear more we all like it yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry i'm just i keep remembering that we have to make will feel good otherwise yes thank you for appeasing my ego thank you mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. otherwise he'll just up and leave you know yeah i could storm out of this at any moment <laughs> <laughs> how dare you the episode ended with a cliffhanger dun 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 is pulling out a carved d20 which apparently according to our notes is not the die you use to roll characters but who gives a shit oh shit well that was <laughs> we were like oh yeah you should pull out a yeah it was like yeah that's funny well that'll be something for <laughs> Anthony about next episode <laughs> that's an easy fix because then she's just gonna be like oh shit this is the wrong one and then she has a bag of like other big rocks and then she has to pick out like a cube rock or whatever like she tosses it over her shoulder it lands on a one there's a thunder crack off in the distance like oh that's nothing <laughs> don't worry about that <laughs> all right and uh now a word from our sponsor hello friends it's osprey oak to pizzatonio here to tell you about oak to pizzatonio's homunculus and golem creation services when i escaped oakville and ran into my wife amy to pizzatonio literally in the woods i had no idea the things that i'd learned as part of the commune while participating in the unholy practice of giving life to inanimate objects was a marketable skill just like i didn't realize amy was my soulmate golly gee i'm i glad i met amy you don't realize what you're missing in life until you have it that's for sure and you know what I bet you're missing in your life? A homunculus or golem. We here at Oak to Pizzatonio's homunculus and golem creation services can animate all kinds of things. Rocks, sand, mud, silt, loam. If it comes out of the ground, we can make it work for you. Now, if you aren't familiar with the dark art of object animation, you may be asking, us, ah, why would I want a big lumbering clod of mud in my life? To which I say this. Homunculi and golems are useful for all sorts of things. They can water your plants or take out the trash, or if you don't have an amazing wipe like I do to lean on when things are tough and existential dread is creeping in in the middle of the night because we're all going to die one day and be forgotten and any mark that we think we might have made while we're here is insignificant in the eyes of the universe and surely won't be remembered. 
even to be an emotional support homunculus or golem. Goodness gracious, is it important to have someone in your life for emotional support, let me tell you. And also to have someone who takes out the trash. Ha 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 ha. So come on down to Oak to Pizzatonio's homunculus and golem creation services to get your new helper today. There's no chance you'll regret it. What you're about to hear is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Agnitti in our forum, the Sons Court. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I come before you today to prosecute the man behind such vile word crimes as my favorite show is the sunrise slash sunset slash the Fox crime drama Bones. William Billiam Campos is being charged with crimes against hygiene, dad fact related word crimes, hypocrisy of the character in the creation of one Henry Oak, and crimes against the adventuring party. Now, we do have him here in court to respond to these claims. <clears throat> Just prepare my written statement. This is good sound effects audio. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> If it is a crime to be an artist, I plead guilty. If it is a crime to love my podcast, I plead guilty. If it is a crime to provide quality entertainment to literally billions of people around the world, yes, I said billions, then as God is my witness, I am guilty of that. On all other matters, I would like to invoke my Fifth Amendment right against self incriminating <laughs> Well, this is going to be a boring audio then. For our first point of contention, we would like to ask, are you okay? Am I like in in life? Like yeah, in general? yeah. I'm, we just like to check in. We just like to check yeah. in. Or how are you guys? Are you all right? Is you know it's been it's been tough these last couple of months with the you know the quarantine and all that. How's everyone doing? Good. I escaped I'm, to yeah, Maine, so obviously I'm doing well. Yes, yeah. Escape to Maine. That was the sequel to Escape from New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the secret is Nikki has never seen a movie in her life. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. I have definitely watched The Mummy. <laughs> you haven't seen the mummy all right i don't I, i'm not going to be prosecuted by someone who hasn't seen the mummy i, I, don't know, I know a lot of things nikki you don't show your hand mummy. in a game of poker yeah. okay jesus well our first crime to be presented today is the crime of crimes against hygiene oh my god hi wait there's a chipmunk hi <laughs> Man, you could, have, room. <laughs> you could have made that into a hygiene joke. So cute. No, fuck you. There's a chimney. <laughs> I love nature. I should do this more often. Okay, Henry. Right, Henry. I mean, get his ass. Sorry. <laughs> Exhibit A, we have hygiene crimes. Henry doesn't wash his hands. People are asking, like, so does Henry not shower? Of course Henry showers. Henry bathes. He's just a little bit more fast and loose with the rules as far as hand washing in the bathroom goes. <laughs> Everyone's been like, how can he not wash his hands after he wipes? It's bold of you to assume that Henry wipes. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay, Henry calls on the powers of the dad force and rips the stinkiest toot he can oh, to try to get no. to smoke out whoever's in this car. Okay. I'm never the one who gets the clutch natural 20, but I got a natural no. 20. <laughs> so when Henry does a mega fart, it's a symphony. It has movements. <laughs> Not first, bowel movements. First, though. a movement of silence, right? And then you just sense that something in the air around you has changed. <laughs> a and disturbance in the force. Here's what's incredible about a beefy Henry all vegetable, all bean diet fart is then you hear something and it sounds like a whisper of wind. That's the second movement. Oh man. In the third movement, we really begin. We add fire to it. And you feel it first in your body, on your skin before it comes oh, to your no, nose. No, no, no. And it's just a pungent, earthy scent that goes through your nostril into your brain itself. You think of every truck stop bathroom you've ever been into. It's like 20 Ratatouille moments all colliding into your head at the same time. <laughs> Why? How dare you invoke that movie? <laughs> and then we reach the real fire, the crescendo, as a second layer of smell. It's like a sulfur fart followed by like kind of a poop fart. You're like, did he shit himself? It doesn't make sense that it smells so much like poop. Is he it? doesn't, he's not looking like he pooped. And then... Is it like that taste that like lands on your tongue? 
that brings us to Act 5, The Taste. We would like to hear your rebuttal. So I, I, will, I will take you into my artistic studio, my mind studio, for a second. I think it's important that characters have flaws, right? I think that it makes them more human and relatable. And I think it does also like, I don't know, like it's the, it makes them more unique. I can't remember exactly how I stumbled onto Henry not washing his hands. Obviously, like, I do want to say in COVID times, Henry would get talked into washing his hands and he would be, he would be all about it because he does not want to spread a pandemic. Good boy. So yeah, like the, and it's also like everyone knows the cat's out of the bag. Henry's from a weird cult in the Forgotten Realms. So like, that's kind of part of what was motivating a lot of my stinky boy choices with him. I hate, I hate that that's a scapegoat now. That's, you know, (laughs) it's not a scapegoat. It's the truth. Um, so my kid has only been on this planet for eight years and he knows to wash his hands. That's, that's fair enough. That's, yeah, he's been here for at least 13. If Larkin's Bauer, any proof is so he like, he's gross. I don't, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I think these are crimes too. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I, the, uh, so yeah, he's, he's a gross guy. He doesn't wash his hands. You know, I think, you know, he, I think I clear, I noticed that you left out some, some sort of, uh, I don't know if the word is exculpatory evidence, but I did clarify that later on in the show that he does like wash his hands before he's cooking. Like if he's going to do any boudoir stuff, uh, he, he cleans up. He does shower. I don't know why like that's up for debate, but he definitely does. He definitely does bathe. Um, and uh, I never said whether he does or does not wipe. I just said it was bold for people to assume that he wipes. That literally... I'm, okay, I mean, I feel like that means... That's just, I'm just calling out your sort of like, you know, the people were just assuming a lot. That's all. You know, like if I if I knew that I was dealing with this, this crunchy man, like I don't know if I would... I don't know that that would be off the table. I think Henry is physically crunchy. I feel like if I went up and touched <laughs> Henry's hair, it would crunch. Yeah, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, he's a gross man. Like the, um, he's yeah, he's a he's a gross hippie. I grew up in Boulder. I met, I knew a lot of gross hippies. Uh, gross is a loaded word. I'm not gonna say gross, but I knew people that had different, you know, sort of hygiene styles. I'll put it that way. And uh, yeah, so like it's you know it's you know sometimes that's that's part of it. It's like you know like at the end of um no I guess Nikki doesn't, but at the end of Wild when uh, Reese Witherspoon finally makes it back to civilization and like she's like shopping for lipstick and then the manager's like, honey, you need more than lipstick right now. Like she smells like shit. Like that's kind of how I feel like that. I feel like that's Henry's kind of energy. Fair. I don't like this weapon we've given Will. I don't like this. I don't like this weapon we gave him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Count number two uh, in the trial of William Bartholomew Campos is uh, the crime of his dad facts. Fun fact about Henry Oak this week is his favorite drink is a cold glass of water. Henry's second favorite drink. Oh, man. Room temperature glass of water. <laughs> his favorite TV show is the uh, cult classic TV program known as Bones. Henry's favorite TV show is The Sunrise. Henry's favorite book is Trees. 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole is the equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on, <laughs> lightning bolt emoji. <laughs> this Instagram post is Henry's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's favorite porn is World Peace. Henry's favorite ice cream flavor is mm. ice. When he's feeling especially indulgent, he'll swish his mouth with oat milk as well. <laughs> and that's the cream. Henry's favorite pizza is pineapple. Henry does not put cheese on his pizza. His pizza is just crust, tomato sauce, and pineapple. Oh my god, my whole body hurts. <laughs> um, I, I don't have anything. I don't have have anything else to say on those. I feel like we all kind of know my opinion on these dad facts look i think with the exception of henry's favorite books is trees which i achieved by my own standards was a stretch those that's just you just played 10 straight banger dad facts like i don't know i apologize for nothing i i think those were all those all killed in the room they were dynamite Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i if these are crimes please i'm guilty as all hell of making great dad facts for my character No, yeah, that that about tracks about what I expected. Yeah, I don't. It's you know, I, to 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 talk about it for a second. I was like, I remember the early dad fact days. I kind of because I I, th- I'm tr- I think the and you guys would know because you you pulled it all together. Um, <laughs> I feel like the first one I did of that was was it the glass of water? 
or was it the sun? I think it was the glass of water was like the first like Henry's favorite or whatever. Yeah, I think so. And I was reading at the time, like there was like a whole, like there's like a whole like subreddit for people who are super into water. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and so like, it just started there. I was like, oh, this would be a silly little beat for him. And then like doing oh. that, his second favorite is like a room temperature water. Uh, Cause like, you know, room temperature water is better. Like it, it just like, I don't know, it, to, to be honest, like the... These facts definitely, like, helped me plug into Henry's deal, like, and who he is as a dad and stuff like that, that this is how he thinks about the world. Um, So it's always, like, a nice way to, like, kind of summon Henry before I'm going to start improvising is to come up with one of these. I try not to do it, like, all the time because I feel like it's, you know, it is a bit of a a sort of a running gag now and I don't want to wear it out. Like, clearly I have for some people. Um, (laughs) I won't name names, but, uh, yeah, like, the... He's a cringy guy. Like, I, I'm i not, I'm very much not about creating characters that are perfect or that are easy necessarily to, like, that w- that you would want to hang out with in real life. Like, I'll put it that way. Like, I think it's more, like, to, to me, especially once it started getting, like, the big reaction, it definitely became, like, okay, how how goofy can I get with these? Like, how much can I challenge the audience's relationship with this character? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that stuff, like, it ultimately makes them more... You don't necessarily like hearing it, but I do think it, it invites a deeper connection with the character to know this dumb stuff about him. So, like, <laughs> I'm definitely in favor of that as opposed to just, like, doing... Like, to me, it's always, like, the, the challenge of a dad fact is how do you say something interesting about the character that's fun and funny but kind of grows your appreciation for them? And, like, or that it kind of, you know, that sort of, like, makes them feel like a deeper person, so to speak. Um, so that's, that's, you know, the sort of pretentious answer to my defense. But again, I apologize for nothing because those were all very good jokes and I'm very proud of them. (laughs) Naturally. Also, did I hear that you admit that canonically Henry is a hydro homie? Uh, yeah, I'll say that. I don't know that he has visited that subreddit, but I think if he did, he would, he would probably not shut up about it for a couple weeks. It would be like when I discovered prequel memes and I just bothered my wife about it for two months with every prequel meme. I'm like, oh, you got to check out. There's another really good I am the Senate meme. Look, look, look. Um, and then I feel like he would be like that with, uh, with MOG. He'd be like, honey, you got to check out this, this great water meme. Like this, this one really, (laughs) this was a real thigh slapper. You gotta Um, peep this hot water meme. He's trying to text them to people, but he just copies the link and it just like shows up all fucked up on their phone. And then they have to like (laughs) copy and paste it into their web browser. Like she would find some way to fuck that up. Sadie's has to be a fucking saint. So, okay, so this is interesting to me. Everyone assumes that, like, Henry, like, like, how do you guys know that Mercedes O. Garcia isn't just as gross and weird as Henry is, right? Well, just, like, statistically, she probably has to be. Right? Like, the, like, this is someone who, like, who heard all this Henry stuff and then was like, I want to, I want to get with that, right? Yeah, I need to fuck (laughs) that. (laughs) No, yeah, literally, yeah, literally last episode, uh, like, I was like, uh, of our podcast, please. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of your podcast, Talking Dads. <laughs> yes, of our podcast, Talking <laughs> yes, Dads. Um, I was like, Mercedes literally found a feral man in the woods, went, is anyone going to top this? And then didn't wait for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess her standards for hygiene are probably pretty low. She's just a very free-spirited, non-judgmental person, I'll put it that way. Uh, I mean, yeah, though, like, the thing is, like, to compare and contrast, it's like, you all know me. Nope. And my wife is an absolute saint, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It could just be maybe be, uh, and I'm not saying this is canon, but maybe she just doesn't have a sense of smell. Maybe like that's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good point. You know, maybe she's just her, you know, she can't smell. And so she doesn't realize how stinky Henry wow. is. Uh, true. Yeah, love. she doesn't mind truly because she doesn't know what it smells like. Yeah. So you're telling me that Mercedes Oak Garcia hasn't once in her life with Henry questioned why his entire body looks like crunchy peanut butter it's crunchy oh god it's a nightmare Thank i don't you. know what that even means oh man either that or like she spent high school like volunteering at 4-h and like mucking out stables and pigs and stuff and it's just like oh i actually like that i like that she was into 4-h i think like i'm gonna flirt with making oh uh, that's that's interesting that's an interesting thing that like she was like you know like in like it was a 4-h kid that's that that is an interesting idea i'm not saying it's canon because like i don't i don't want to commit to anything right now but that's an interesting idea 
For those of our listeners, and definitely not one of the people on this podcast who don't know what 4-H is, what is it? Yeah, so 4-H is something that's like big in like rural communities where like kids learn about raising and showing animals. Like there's a project where like you groom like a super fluffy cow and then you take it to like the country fair to get it judged. And those tend to be like 4-H events. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's like farm stuff for kids, kind yeah. of, right? It's like, yeah. it's like instead of like Boy Scouts, like merit badges and camping, it's like hanging out in barns. It's yeah. Interesting. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, and it gets even grosser because there's something about the smell of uh Henry that makes her mildly nostalgic oh, for her youth. Reminiscent. <laughs> a, a sense memory. I don't know about that. I'm walking this this proto dad fact back. <laughs> it is non-canon until proven otherwise. Canon. Yes. Next, who up? For our third point of contention, Henry Hippocrates. Listen up, you big alpha jock piece of shit, bozo! <laughs> These are fucking kids we're trying to get back, so fucking cool it with your fucking dick swaggering nonsense. I'm not having none of it. We were going to be cool, and we were going to be calm, and we were going to fucking get our kids back, and then we can worry about your fucking mom, my dad's words, honor, dick, bullshit, mister. So fucking cool it. <laughs> so good. Episode one. Baby, I let you know who he was right away. You can't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> I so to me, a big sort of tonal reference for me for Henry is Ned Flanders. Um, yes. Like, oh, I God. Think he's got mad Flanders energy. And I think a lot just in my personal life, I think a lot about the episode where we find out about Flanders, parents. And like he has like his like do diddly dang diddly doodly breakdown about like the you ever see that one with the hurricane the hurricane destroys only his house in springfield and then they try everyone tries to rebuild it but they do a terrible job and he just flips out on everyone and like it's just and he he's like homer you were the worst person i've ever met in my life but so yeah i you know i is what is the question exactly is it like <laughs> so what is the hypocrisy i think you've got the hip but i haven't seen the uh, theocracy so what what would you like me to respond to here there is another clip Yes, okay, we ahead. do have an exhibit B. Or if you maybe there's a shred of a conscience within you and you feel like the fact that innocent people died because of our actions and you want to face some goddamn accountability about that, maybe you could be a fucking man and we can fucking face consequences. We can face what we're doing. Maybe the fact that we're chasing our kids, maybe the fact that we're searching for five people doesn't excuse the fact that we committed an atrocity here. Okay, so for context for these two, and granted, it is episode one, so I will give you some slack here. I think that the hypocrisy that we sniped was mm -hmm. th this Henry of like, we got to repent for our sins, blah, 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 versus like early Henry, who's just trying to like blow through everything. Mm -hmm. Am I saying this right? Am I being eloquent? In episode one, he's like, hey, Daryl, don't let your jock bozo shit keep us from rescuing our kids. And then when Henry was going off the handle here, this is more along the lines of, hey, don't let your jock bozo ship keep us from repenting for our sins and not rescuing our kids. I yeah. love referring to Daryl as Jack Bozo. This is the Jack only Bozo. thing I want to talk to him about now. Um, Henry's a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> the, it's again. I'm just. I, this. I feel like this is my. This is my defense. Is that yeah? He's. He's again. I think. I, I think everyone has the capacity for hypocrisy, and I think that you know the our narratives for what is right and what is wrong often are wrapped up in our own emotions about what we're going through at any given moment. I think for Henry, who has this big blind spot to his own anger and a lot of his own issues, I think that that's especially true. So to me, these don't these two things don't necessarily contradict uh, each other. Like in both of them, I see Henry not getting his way and flipping out and like to get his way, making it about some morally righteous thing, right? So in one, he's nervous that this plan is going to screw up getting their kids back so he you know makes it this referendum on daryl's character and then in the second one he um he feels really bad about what happened in neverwinter right he is sort of like again very traumatized by the fact that they killed a bunch of people and that they, he has all this guilt for it and i i think i was trying to in that moment because that's also the, the episode where i talk about beanie his parrot that lark and sparrow accidentally killed and then like he didn't confront them about so like to me like that idea of like 
needing to be held accountable for your actions, even when they were accidental, like, and needing to atone for that. Like, I feel like this is also like, it kind of, he's projecting a bit of that in there as well. So yeah, like the, yeah, he's a hypocrite. You're absolutely right. Guilty as charged. He, this is a, he's, you know, like you know, another way that he's can be a shitty person, I guess. Fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the airpods thing we have the airpods thing written down but i think you how dare he support technology that made to be broken but whatever who cares well so i actually so that was that was i, I get into that on brock's rock like that's part of his conflict is that he he loves he you know he knows that apple macintosh laptop products are bad for uh the world but he can't like he's just so in awe of their beauty and their and their your utility and they're like you know so he wrestles with that so like that was kind of like again in, in his conversation with Steve Jobs at the end of the album like that's he feels again it's like this is also like Henry's got a lot of guilt going on so like that would that's definitely something he feels guilty about uh, become a patron to hear Rockstar <laughs> <laughs> or purchase it for download yeah that too or uh, pirate it you know that's probably an option. <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't pirate it. Literally, the zip file on Patreon is like Rocks Rock EP. Do not pirate. <laughs> it's that that classic anti theft software. Listen, you wouldn't download a car, so I would. <laughs> literally would. <laughs> don't talk for me. We have three D printers now. We can do it. That's I have true. no money, and I'm very nervous <laughs> about it. <laughs> Our next argument is the crimes against the party. Can I pitch something to the DM? Yeah, it feels like what with there being a demon in the guitar and then someone having written their name in blood on the guitar, that it seems like there should be some consequence for that if the demon gets out. Ron, yeah, Ron, he- Ron, grab his other hand and then stab that one. <laughs> it would be brutal if one of them landed on the other one's hands. We in the geology business call a rock solid decision. God! Never winter. Sounds like we should pack our shorts, boys. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> can't do two in a row you're killing me i have two hit points please god oh he took four Uh uh-oh i think we just killed one of his kids um so i could talk about this uh so that was like that was that I don't you know that was I I threw that out there and then I I didn't know that it was gonna wind up being true like you know like, so we didn't know what we were doing the you know like we we're just we were you know I it was a valuable lesson learned for the dads but you know the um that was definitely like and again that was also one where I was like because we were about four episodes into this podcast at that point I was like this is pretty rowdy like I don't know that people are gonna stick around for this child murder slavery podcast um so the that was definitely like a yeah that was that was bad that was that was bad that that happened yeah then he's talked about how like go with like what your players come up with if it's way better than whatever you came up with i think so that is i think essentially what happened if i remember yeah. correctly is like he was not planning on having that be what the consequence of taking off the bracelet was and then i blurted that out there and he was like and then he just rolled with it i think is how that worked it's like yes and um so uh yeah so yeah i mean that was yeah that was you know not great um <laughs> i said i don't know that it counts as a crime i think it's maybe manslaughter like i think there wasn't any way for how was henry supposed to know that taking the bracelet off was going to kill his kids true all right all right that's fair but <laughs> so, we we will not move past knocking glenn out with a dad joke psychic dad joke damage uh yeah uh <laughs> I can't, you know, you guys know me. I can't help myself with a good pun. And, you know, Freddie should have rolled better. That's all I'm going to say about that one. You know, (laughs) roll your dice better, Freddie. You know, like, hang out. Maybe, you know, heal your case. He's a bard. He has healing spells at level one. Why was he down at two hit points? Give me a point. point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we get Freddie on, we'll just yell at him about all the spells he doesn't use. I can't. can't, If you can't keep your character, if you're in the position where your character is going to be done in by four HP of damage from a dad joke, like, you know, that's that's I'm just saying I'm not the only one responsible for so finally we have kind of a character witness um Uh that i thought uh would be really meaningful to this uh podcast and kind of the situation at hand um so i do have a written statement from friend of the show uh wife of the will uh oh my god (laughs) dear will the talking sons crews asked me to write a statement regarding the many many word crimes mind crimes and fact crimes you have committed against your unsuspecting audience it is perhaps time for you to consider the immeasurable amounts of psychic damage you have unleashed on the fresh non-dad joke riddle brains of your listeners they've asked me to comment on how this all makes me feel and well 
I love it. Keep those crimes coming. I look forward to hear, hearing the next truly awful Campo certified canonical Henry Oak dad fact. The sillier and more horrifying it is, the better. Have fun. Love America's number one Larkin Sparrow fan. Cherish. So we can just kind of throw that one out. Um, I don't think it's really relevant to the case. I think it's very relevant to the case. She's the she is the Bonnie to my Clyde. She's my partner in crime, literally. So and uh, she's a, she's a very, very smart and wise and loving person. You should all listen to her. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much that's like that's like at the end of Miracle on 31st Street, where they come in with like 400,000 letters to Santa Claus. And you're like, is Santa Claus real? We'll let you decide. So, you know, I think I think I rest my case. I believe that uh, that is all the evidence I need. Well, what happens now? Is there an appeals court? Is there um, jury deliberations? How do we, you know, is there... Oh, how do do we decide this? I can get my friend to just say guilty or innocent, who hasn't been listening to any of this, who approaches me now, if we want that. Just an unbiased gut opinion of guilty or innocent. Is that what we want? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yes, Uh, Zoe, how do you find the, the defendant? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> How do you find the defendant? I find the defendant guilty. Damn. Oh, damn. You heard it here first. I mean, I basically pled guilty, so that checks out. <laughs> that is true. That makes sense. <laughs> we sentence you. Uh, uh, I don't know, to a week of showers? Uh, I was going to say a long shower. A long and, shower. Uh, All right. And we are uh, confiscating your thesaurus. Oh, I don't even, you're gonna have to do a lobotomy to figure that one out, because I don't use a thesaurus. You can't steal the thesaurus of someone's mind, man. You can't purloin it. You can't burgle it. You can't, uh, you can't defraud it? That's not Cherish, cut him off, cut him off. (laughs) (laughs) Turn off his mic. So thanks, Will, for sticking through that. And uh, we're going to move on to our fandom sorry, ba- plug. Sorry, sorry, hold on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, bearing with us, so to speak. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, sick reference. Got him. Yes. Got him. Got some, got yes. some podcast crossover here. Yeah. Oh, feels good. Normally, we do something that's not Dungeons and Daddies related, but I'm going to break form and talk about Rocks Rock because that album was really, really good. Oh, my gosh. My favorite track was Racism Doesn't Rock. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really dug kind of how it was more lyrical and contrasted, but the lyrics were also funny in, in an ironic way. Well, thank you. the The real challenge of that one, uh, and so we actually we have a we have a, a talking we have a episode of Talking <laughs> Rocks. Talking Rocks. Coming out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be doing a little behind the scenes on the album, and I get into it a lot more. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. So that one was really challenging because to me, the, the the core thing there was like, how do I make henry the joke and not henry's beliefs the joke right Mm -hmm. because it's like the the challenge is like i agree with everything henry is saying right but i still want the song to satirize henry so like that was that that was the kind of riddle of that one and like the kind of the sort of guiding light for me was um to embrace the cringe like it was that it was a real like the the two things that kind of clicked it together was so freddie wrote that whole first verse the the bit about um him going to the co-op and i was like okay this feels like a very henry perspective on this issue and then the other thing that kind of clicked it for me was him rapping about zootopia absolutely like how he got woke like i was like okay now i get it i get how you make this about henry yeah so anyway uh well thank you i'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed it all right so my fandom plug for this week is also rock rock <laughs> uh specifically beth's lyric Best yes, entire verse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am nabbing that right now because Jesus Christ, that was, was so good. It was something else. It was. It was. It was wild. Um, the we again. Not to keep plugging our other thing that's coming out. She 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 talks in detail about the process of coming up with that, and it's hilarious. Amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> it's that. Is you know what it is? It's the Alex Honold free solo bit in that. That was. I was like, this is next level. It was very good. <laughs> that, but also give the pussy a TED talk. Or I'm trying to find like the, <laughs> the actual thing, and then mm-hmm. just your reaction as Henry of just very well, detailed. That was neat. Very, yeah, very detailed. detailed. <laughs> yeah, this is actually um, this is actually really embarrassing for me because I was actually going to talk about Rocks Rock for my fandom plug. Oh my gosh, um, it's like the yeah, gift of the magic. Yeah, so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and I was also going to talk about, I am like 95% confident in my ability to wrap the rock cycle. Pretty, feels Ooh. good, feels good. Uh, I guess I will die with that knowledge because well, I- pro- Put up or no, shut up. You got to no, post one, of your, one no. of your famous TikToks about it. God, oh, it hurts every time <laughs> you say it. Maybe, 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what? Maybe. Um, Definitely, maybe perfect. I'm, no, I'm nothing if not um, willing to commit to bits. So my fandom plug for this week was going to be the Foundation DLC for uh, Control, but it's actually Rocks Rock. Oh from my god, Rocks Rock! <laughs> I uh, love Control. Control's so good. Anyway, I'll plug Control, so you can you can plug Rocks Rock if you yeah, want. But this cool. feels um, now I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is a you lot of direct. Sorry, I can, I can backtrack. With. Um, I've mostly been playing Breath of the Wild for the past. Few oh, weeks, there you so. go. There you go. Good there you go. Oh, yeah. Not Animal Crossing? Damn. No, I know. I've switched. It's a very exciting time in my life. <laughs> switched. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know everybody's going for the second song on the album here, but honestly, the inception of the album like the the whole reason i got created the geology focus on mm -hmm. the first track is just it's it's really good it's just i mean the whole the whole album is really good but oh, like the origins of like a fun educational rap for the museum yeah it, it's like just like the way he comes in and it's just like hey kids i'm gonna teach you all about rocks it's gonna be awesome and so the way uh henry gets all that out is like magnificent to hear oh thank you i also like the mental image of um like that the entire album is for kids so like tonight are also wrapped in front of uh children visiting the museum yup there might i think i think diet the sort of diegetic sound in that one is supposed to be like we're in the staff faculty lunchroom but like there could definitely be like a group of fifth graders walking by in the background you know i'm not gonna say that didn't happen um well thank you uh yeah the it was like i knew for the first song we wanted to kick it open with like a um, schoolhouse rock type anthem like yeah. and it just felt like we needed at least that song on there that it's like this is you know we're gonna get you pumped up about earth science and like the, so that was the especially with how weird the album gets later it feels like a sort of like deceptively innocent start to it but yeah you can pimp something that isn't rocks rock now if you want Oh my gosh. I didn't even know I was supposed to bring a plug with me. Um, I don't every single time we do this podcast. I don't know. Yeah, she's she's done so. Animal Crossing for like the last four months. So. Yeah, it's not a lie. Oh, very cool. I'm gonna plug um the the Looney Tunes cartoon on HBO, which uh Dungeons and Daddy's artist extraordinaire who's done a lot of great work for us on our merch, uh Kat Kerwin worked on. I Friend think. of the show. Yes. Friend uh, of the show. Sparrow to my lark. Yes. She's great, and I freaked out when I saw her name in the credits. It's so fucking good. Like it captures the original Looney Tunes energy so well. Like we were just we my uh, my wife Cherish and I just binged all of the episodes on HBO. So if you have HBO Max, treat yourself like the. I think you can learn everything you need to learn about writing from Looney Tunes. I think that it is as simple a distillation of dramatic conflict and irony and tragedy and comedy as you can get. So you can learn a lot from watching it. Lovely. Will, thank you again for joining us on our little podcast. It's been great. And thanks for putting up with our little court shenanigans. There's no such thing as small court shenanigans, just small people. Smooth. Are you making fun of short people? Is that... No, I'm, no, I'm not. It's like that quote. It's that quote, right? There's no small parts, only small people. Like that's the, that's the what they, they would tell, you know, they, they, they would tell me in, in, in drama when I got a bad part. And you're like, hey, it's not a bad part. You're a bad person. <laughs> um, anyway, cut that out. Cut, no, cut that out. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. to decide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much for having me on. This was a ton of fun. Uh, I had a really neat time on your podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that is a way to describe it. Yes. A glowing review. Uh, you can put that on the box. Just Will Campos says neat. <laughs> no, for real, this was a blast. Y'all are doing an amazing job. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. This podcast was created and produced by an advanced group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Igniti. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Grab the next podcast on your app of choice or from Nikki.horse. Next episode should drop on August 24th. If you would like to buy our editor handbooks for every previous edition of Dungeons & Dragons so she can yell at Anthony in five editions, consider becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash talkingsons. We'd really appreciate it because Nikki got mud all over the bookshelf while trying to make a homunculus. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 39? No. Doink, doink.